Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Introducing the new chocolate cream cold brew. Light, sweet, and silky chocolate cream cold foam meets bold, smooth Starbucks cold brew for a delicious way to make the most of your summer day. Your happy is here at Starbucks. Order ahead on the app. Be honest. Are you completely obsessed with your shoes? Have you been known to talk about your shoes to friends, family, and people in line at the grocery store? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's. Because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. Just ask the millions of women who wear Rothy's every single day. You may have heard of The Point and The Flat from Rothy's, but they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Plus, every single Rothy's product is made with sustainable materials, like plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So not only are they comfortable, washable, wear everywhere shoes that look great on your feet, they're great for the planet too. Step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? And for a limited time, you can get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com slash comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com slash comfort. The Fearless Curious Soul, Goldilocks Productions presents The Deep Reading. <laughs> Connecting you to your soul show. Hi, this is Suzanne Wyman, the Deep Psychic. Connecting you to your soul. Welcome. And thank you for joining me today. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Please think about the commentary that you can relate to. I want you to feel included and know that if this conversation, this dialogue resonates to who and what you are, then you are part of something that is greater than yourself. <clears throat> the universe is connecting to you and answering your questions. <sighs> wow. I have to say that um, as good as I feel about um, 2020 um, and all the change, change is still um, 
change is still difficult. Change is still complex. <clears throat> and so there's just been um, one series of changes after the next in my own personal life. And here I am sitting in beautiful downtown Dana Point, California, and truthfully, there's a really stiff breeze coming through my window, and it's downright cold outside in the shade. So um, I feel really fortunate, and um, I feel as if I'm doing my work <clears throat> as a psychic, and um, I'm working on doing deep readings that connect you to your soul so that you feel that you're part of something that the universe actually wants you to be doing. My first guest today is going to be a guest that is um, going to be talking about the astrology that is going on at the moment and how the astrology is creating so much change in the world. So let's bring on the astrologer and let's talk for a minute to the astrologer and see what insights we get out of looking at the astrology of the situation. Hey, how are Hi you? Hi there. I'm good. How are you? Really good, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I know you're working a lot, so I really appreciate you taking a break and having this conversation with me. So talk about the retrogrades that we're working our way through. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's been a lot since you and I have last talked, and you're always so nice to call me an astrologer, but I'm really just looking stuff up and learning as a student. So I don't know if I've reached that great, I haven't reached that progression to be given that title yet, but um, I'm definitely... Some people, some people that say that they are astrologers have not spent 10 minutes actually opening a book and reading any original material. So, um, well, I give great deference to good astrologers, so I, I wouldn't take that title for myself. But I, um, you know, keep up on what's going on astrologically, and it's been a while since you and I have talked, so uh, so we can talk about whatever. There's still some, there's still retrogrades going on. Those are gonna, there's going to be a few that carry us through to next year. We've entered Leo season. Um, there's some stuff going on with Mars. We're about to come up on the Lionsgate portal this Saturday, and then Venus uh, goes out of Gemini and goes into Cancer tomorrow. So you tell me where you want to start, because we could probably spend an hour talking about going what's going on with astrology right now. So let's let's start with the. I always like I always like the season of the Lionsgate because um, just because it's powerful. It's just it's the second. It's the second um, fire sign in the rotation. The first fire sign is Aries. We start in fire. So <clears throat> we go through the first four elements, and then we come back to fire. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're into the, we're, we're through, through the first third, and we're entering into the second third of the astrology cycle. <clears throat> so it's a great... It's a great place to start the conversation. Let's start there. Okay. So um, the Lion's Gate is what I know to be the sun, the star Sirius, and the earth are aligned. Is that right? And it's like a, it's an elevation of like high frequency energy that particularly activates the heart chakra and 
third eye chakra. So it's supposed to be like a day of spiritual growth and advancement. And we're supposed to be able to access like higher dimensions and have more access to our psychic abilities. Okay. So let's let's talk about that for a second. So <clears throat> in in basically in most religions and in most um spiritual movements, fire is considered the great purifier. So that's that's the concept. Leo is is, is very fiery. It's um it's very intense. And it is the first time that the fire energy actually has like a purpose. You know, when we start out in Aries, Aries is just this um it's just this person who's really good at starting things. Um, Aries have a lot of difficulty finishing things. By the time the evolutionary cycle of um the astrology moves into Leo there's a higher purpose. There's there's more energy. There's better direction. It's more focused as far as an energy. So, uh, yeah, a good way that I remember that is uh, Aries' ruling planet is Mars, right? So Mars is all about um, energy and just like forward movement. It's not always directed movement. It's just kind of that motivational energy. Whereas we're actually Leo's ruling planet is the Sun. Right, and so we have we, you know, I mean, religions have been built around the sun, we, you know, I mean, yeah. So, so sun, we really do identify with the sun and how it gives us life, how it, um, I mean, it's it's our star, right, that allows us to live here on this planet. So that for me makes what you're saying like a transition of like Aries is a fire sign, but it's kind of just at the beginning whereas Leo is a little more elevated on the scale as far as astrology because it's got this maybe higher ruling planet, if we think about it. Right, right, absolutely. So here's here's how I like to look at it. I like to look at it like um, when you come to that Stargate point and you talk about higher um, higher elevations and connecting to different dimensions. A lot of people don't spend a lot of time working in other dimensions or other realms, but um, I actually do dream interpretation from what is called a multidimensional state. But when you go into the Stargate, you actually go into that energy with, with the, you know, as a spiritual warrior and make yourself completely um, available into the void what you end up with is is that you end up with the awareness of where you are in different places and times, and that energy focuses on you. So it's it's a it's a great exercise. I think the thing that the number one thing is is that I would say that um, a person should look at it like the spiritual warrior and just take the leap and go into it because everything from the past to this year that you know everything from our past and everything about this year is about taking and letting go of what doesn't work, what is false, what is an illusion, what doesn't work, what is just a waste of energy, and pushing us forward. And that's not always a graceful process because people want to know, if I do these things, how's it going to turn out? And that's not what life is about. Life is about the act of trust and faith and going forward. It really is just that simple. Yeah, so it's kind of, I don't know a ton about uh, Sirius, but I know that it's um, 
So it's one of our brightest stars, and I guess it's identified as our spiritual sun, so it kind of illuminates our spiritual side. I The easiest way, I guess, for me to remember it, because it is associated with this gateway, so like, so the ancients believed that it was associated with this gateway to heaven and was a home of like souls that had passed on. And um, I grew up, you know, reading the Harry Potter stories and J.K. Rowling weaves that mythology into her story as serious as Harry Potter's godfather, right? So oh. he's supposed to be this spiritual, you know, guidance for Harry and then his death, actually, he goes through this, um, this gateway, this portal when he dies, oh. which is where all the souls live. So it was, it was really interesting to read about the astrological significance and the story and then just it was interesting to see how she wove that in and kept those themes in her books. Right. And makes it easier for people to remember. Right. So J.K. Rowling serves such a significant purpose because um, there's a lot of things that basically that were associated with mythology and astrology that people had forgotten or not really thought about in a new way. And so she brought all of that forward and basically influenced an entire generation. So interesting tie there, and I often had looked at her stuff and thought, wow, that's a really great way to interpret that and weave it into the story. So, yes, I agree. So <clears throat> so this Stargate ties into Sirius. Is that what you're telling me? Right. So the, the Lionsgate portal, um, it's usually between – so it's – the strongest day is 8-8. It happens every year, right? So it's August 8th. Right. Um, and, but we can usually start feeling it around the 5th, and it goes a couple days after. So um, it's serious lining up with the earth and the sun that create um, this portal. So, and it's supposed to be just, I mean, it's a lot, of, it's a lot about our spiritual side. Okay. Right, so uh, heart chakra, third eye chakra, um, psychic energy, getting you know messages from spirit guides. Um, you probably want to pay attention to your dreams on this day, um, and then you know it's like a good day to kind of just if you do like meditation or any of that sort of work, it might be an important day to like note a message that you receive when you're in some of those states like dreaming or meditation. Great. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. What's, what's the next, um, where are we in the series of retrogrades? Where are we? I can't believe it's August. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're still Jupiter is still in retrograde until September 13th, and that's in Capricorn. Um, Saturn is in retrograde. It went from Capricorn into Aquarius, and we're still in that retrograde until September 28th. Okay. Uh, Pluto is still in retrograde and Capricorn until October 3rd. So those three planets have really been the theme of this year, and they station direct, um, you know, from mid September to the beginning of October. So October, we see a lot of activity. Um, it's 
just because of those those planets going direct, I think there's just going to be a lot of slower movement, right? Because just because the planet goes direct, it's still kind of in what we call like that wobble phase. So um, it's so funny. It's so for, funny because I I did forget that Pluto was in retrograde, and Pluto being in retrograde mean that the same cycle would occur as far as people dying but they would die in a way that was unexpected. I mean, we might might have known they were sick, but we didn't know that their condition was going to take such a turn for the worse that they were going to die. Or or we might have known that people had difficulties, but we never expected them to die. And so that's kind of the outcome of Pluto being in retrograde because um, the cycle of birth and death and being reborn is there, but it happens in an unexpected fashion because our thinking isn't there. We think, oh, I'm paying attention, I'm being conscious of what's going on around me. <clears throat> but then there's all of these unexpected deaths. And, um, yeah, it just seems like, I mean, your life, you know, there's been people that have died. I mean, you thought they were going to be okay and they died unexpectedly. It's just been a very, very difficult year with the number of people that have died. And I forgot about the unexpected element. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, um, I was trying to think of if I knew anyone in my, you know, close circle who wasn't connected, who didn't experience um, someone passing away in their life. And I really could only think of one person. Um, You know, everybody I know has had some experience of losing someone that they loved. So, yeah, it's been a very, you know, I mean, we refer to those Pluto retrogrades as clearing things away to give, you know, there is no death without rebirth, but um, it's it's a difficult year. So, I mean, we're all feeling it, especially as we're more than halfway through the year now. I mean, we're, we're I think a lot of people are looking forward to 2021 at this point. So, right. but it's, it's all for the, you know, these things are all for, for the good. So, we still have two more retrogrades that are going to come up. And we do have Chiron currently in retrograde in Aries as well until December 15th. Wow. That's really a difficult one because Chiron is the... Um, is that right? Chiron. So, is the asteroid. Right. And I, I guess I pronounced it wrong all this time. I so, could be pronouncing it wrong. No, no, no. I don't How do you so. say it? I'm trying to think about that. As soon as you said it, it like disappeared from my brain. Um, <laughs> but Chiron is the is the king of the centaurs, and Chiron is the process of where um, the complete and full potential of our animal nature crosses over into our spiritual nature, and that is the that is the story of Chiron. And so, to dream of Chiron, which is a half man, half centaur is to have the hero's dream. Now, I personally, in all the readings that I've done, have only met one person that came to me, and I said to them, I saw that you had a dream, and you saw um, a half horse and a half man. And he goes, yeah, what is that called? And so then I knew that he had a hero's journey, and he had signed up for the military. So that's the only time I've ever seen that. But mythology... I always think that's interesting that mythology is not really, people don't learn it as much as they used to have to learn it. And so even though the symbology and the archetype, the archetypal work will show up in their life, they still don't understand 
that they carry that information. So that, to me, is always sort of intriguing. But <clears throat> as King of the Centaurs, he brought music, poetry, healing, and um, what else? But anyway, that, that was his story. And Hercules dreams of him and goes on to his journey. And so the story that we're told about Chiron is tied to Hercules. Um, and he, he, accompli- he has 11 um, feats that he's supposed to accomplish, and he accomplishes seven of them. So there you go. That's the story of Chiron. So for Chiron to be in retrograde in Aries is kind of like um, you've got a great fire all stoked up, but nobody knows how to come to the fire and release what they don't need anymore and to get the benefit of the healing. So um, I always understood Chiron to be like your um, kind of like where you need, like where you're a wounded healer. Because I guess the story is that he was known for his healing ability, but then he was... um, killed by a poison arrow and couldn't hear himself. Right. So um, so it's kind of like where we need healing and things in our life and um, if we're able to, like, heal those pieces and move forward. So it's interesting because it's in um, – it's retrograding in Aries until December 15th. So does that mean there's kind of like that Aries, like, energy and motivation towards – self-healing or it's it's basically exactly what i said aries is the newborn child who you know just says and does what it feels um you know without any thought about anything else it's like well i'm finished with that so i can just burn it up and let it go but by having it in retrograde that means that we we don't get the full benefit of it we get the slowed um process which i would say um with the cycle of healing and death that's involved here, um, we pretty much know if Chiron goes direct in Aries um, in December, we know that by then people will have had um, access to the vaccine and the majority of the problem will have been handled. So <clears throat> I, think, I think that's kind of an interesting thing because that's healing, uh, bringing the healing to the earth. And because um, the centaur is half horse, it's it's the amount of energy and drive um, that's required. I mean, I find this really bizarre, but when you talk about NASA and they talk about, you know, lifting off a spaceship, they still measure it in horsepower. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I think we've, we've progressed past saying, you know, something can be measured in horsepower, but no, that's our standard form of measure. Yeah, so technology hasn't, I mean, well, I think there's just that common vernacular that we use. That's interesting. I never really thought about that. But, yeah. (laughs) So, so, and you associate, like, the horsepower with the, like, combination of man and horse in um, a centaur and Chiron being the centaur that we're talking about right now. Right, right. It's a, yeah. it's an important, it's an important concept because um, Chinese astrology, of course, did the blessing of. So, astrology, no matter what religion you come from, will always use the horse. I mean, I don't really exactly. I mean, I guess I understand that, but I never really thought. Well, you know, it's applied over and over again. But the, in Chinese astrology, which is the Buddhist concept, um, you know, the rant. Randall is a horse, 
and a horse functions at the very best when it works regularly, and they can work long hours, and they have great health in order to work. So a working horse is valuable. I mean, it's a very valuable thing. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just the energy and the movement, but it's definitely in the animal nature um, realm. And then by a centaur and a human coming together, I guess I would look at it and say that that was like the um, understanding of what happens in our third chakra. You know, our third chakra um, places us at will, understanding, and... Pull my book out and take a look at that and make sure I say all of that correct. Oh, yeah, it's it's wisdom, order, and strength. Wisdom, order, and strength. So you do have to have a deep understanding of what order um, gives you. You have to have understanding and you have to have strength. But that is a third chakra issue. And that's the last time that we, um, that's our final opportunity to really resolve our animal nature issues. So that's, that's how come I see it as a third chakra issue. Well, you always refer to third chakra as like how we assimilate information, and I think Chiron's position is understanding where our wounds can provide healing, right? So there's a nice mm-hmm. quote by Rumi where the wound is where the light enters you, right? right. So where our wounds are is really illuminating um, for areas in our life that we need healing and that allows us to progress. And so I think tying that into third chakra, you always talk about uh, third chakra and fourth chakra being those brothers of thunder. Is that right? That assimilating the energy in our third chakra, um, which is over, you know, your liver, solar plexus area. And then, um, and then how we, assimilate that information and give it out as love from our fourth chakra, right? Right, right, right. So what happens in the place of your uh, third chakra that creates passion is what creates the inspiration in order to demonstrate. So you, you can't actually have inspiration in your heart if you have an unresolved third chakra. So I know that sounds really kind of absolute, but basically, um, your liver operates as a giant, um, a giant. What do you call that? A, a you call dish. it a satellite. A, a giant satellite dish. Yeah, your liver operates as a giant satellite dish, pulling in fine-tuned pieces of information, and that that is where you. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Where you get your wisdom. So once you, people always say that they say, you know, I felt it in my gut. I got that gut level feeling, or. Um, you know, people talk about their relationships. They go, oh, it just felt like I got hit in my stomach. Um, so that's that's the wisdom. That's the fine-tuned, subtle energy. But then it really does require strength to carry it out. But you do have to have a real understanding of, of order. What is the natural order of things in order to apply that? So the story of Chiron and the centaur coming into, um, going into retrograde, that that really is, I think, probably of all the retrogrades. I mean, we've had different retrogrades, but that retrograde is probably the one that is causing, um, I don't want to say it's causing the most difficulty, but it, it, it going direct really frees our energy up. Okay, so that'll be in December. So then we've also got... So we've got Uranus retrograde coming up August 14th, and that goes to January 14th. And that's 
some that Uranus is retrograde five months out of the year, so that one's one that we're kind of used to. We may not feel as intensely, but it is in Taurus. Um, and then Mars, so this is the one I was kind of most interested today. Um, Mars goes into retrograde in Aries on September 9th. And so Mars entered Aries on June 27th. And normally Mars only spends six weeks in a planet, um, or sorry, in a sign. Uh-huh. But because of the retrograde that that we're going to experience in September, it will Mars will stay in Aries until January seventh. No way. And no that way. retrograde that retrograde is from September ninth to November thirteenth. So Mars is in Aries currently. Mars goes retrograde in Aries from September ninth to November thirteenth. So okay. I think I mean I've definitely felt the change in energy and motivation and um you know, kind of a feeling of, like, restlessness and, like, a need to, like, just move forward and do it and just, right. you know, not wait. So so we do kind of have to watch those those motivations and make sure we don't get burned out because Mars okay. is going to be in Aries for a while. Right. We have to kind of watch our, um, our tempers, our levels of anger. Um, those usually lead in my experience, to accidents or injuries, right? Um, And our anger and resistance against authority, rules and restrictions, which, you know, kind of ties us back into all that stuff that Jupiter and Saturn are experiencing those retrogrades in Capricorn and Aquarius, right? So there is a lot of just shifts um, in energy, but it's kind of nice to feel... I, I don't know. I, I like I like Mars in Aries, but I'm also a fire sign, so <laughs> maybe I feel that a little stronger. Or well, you know feel what? it, you know, like different levels. It's it's kind of an interesting thing because if there were to be a um revolution, a war or a a mini um sort of chaotic event, it would be very, very short term. It would burn itself out very quickly. But, um, you know, that sort of influence does talk about that sort of um, chaotic eruption. Uh, and, and this is part of the process of, you know, the old things, the old way of thinking and handling things now, now is gone and all finished. And now we are, we're forced, if we don't want to do it gracefully and gently and go forward with it willingly, um, circumstances unfold where, you know, it's forced upon people. And I think that's one of the things people kind of have to, you know, whatever inspiration and motivation comes at this time, that's what we have to move through. So I'm going to take and um, I'm going to let you go back to your um, go back to your work. So wrap wrap um, bring us around and give us your insight and um, you know take take two or three minutes and wrap that part up. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, I I like the the Mars, Aries, you know, energy. So um, it's about taking a stand in our independence and in our power. Um, so it's about taking action and moving past our fears. So I think that's kind of a nice energy to just move forward uh, as we get through the end of 2020. And 
But also just to, yeah, be cautious with that energy. Make sure you're doing self-care, not burning out, and um, being aware of those rash actions. You know, like we watch newborns take, um, and then they see the consequences later. So, yeah, just maybe not watching your impulses. Okay. All right. Really good advice. And um, so some of these aspects, this is my final comment to you, have not shown up in centuries. Yeah. Um, Centuries and then... uh, I mean, there's just a lot happening at once. I mean, we have that comet, which I think makes its appearance like every 2,800 years or something. Like, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that we haven't seen in millennia, not like let alone centuries. I mean, millennia, right? So this really is um, the birth of a new age. It's all these events leading up to the birth of a new age. Wow. All right. Absolutely fabulous. Thank you, Katharina. Have a great day. And you've been really, right, you really too. helpful. You got me to think really hard. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I love astrology. and Planning what to wear for a wedding? Look your best while you enjoy the big day with Indochino. Every Indochino piece is made to your measurements, and you can customize details like fabric, lapel shape, linings, and more. Suits start just $4.29 and shirts from $89. Perfect your big day look with Indochino. Get $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more with code BIGDAY at Indochino.com. That's $50 off $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Code BIGDAY. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun. Adventures should be rugged. Adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. Um, I think astrology and mythology are probably the least um, in in the generation under my daughter. I don't see anybody teaching, educating, and training the process of of how um, the understanding of mythology, because um, that is the foundation of astrology, is mythology. When you understand mythology with great clarity, you translate that process into astrology it's like everything it has layers of knowledge and awareness and understanding and it takes many many years to absorb it and Catherine always does this disclaimer but I spent so much time and energy explaining mythology to her throughout her entire life that when she actually decided to study astrology so many of the pieces just fit into it because then she understood the story behind it so it's a great it's a great study, it's a great piece of understanding and um I think she does a really great job of it. So I've got another person coming on today. Let's see if she's here now and able to join me. Hello. Hi Katie, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? Really good. So yeah. um thanks for stopping everything you're doing and joining me here today. And sure, sure. um Okay, yeah. and, put, and put put your uh, put your uh, mouthpiece of your telephone a little closer so I can hear you with great clarity. I'll take you off of speakerphone. How's that? Is that better? 
<laughs> okay. That's helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you told me that you so just talk about yourself. You said you had a great aha moment. And if I'd love it if you could share that moment with us and we can, because I haven't heard your aha. You said I had a great aha moment, so this is perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like in the making for like so many years. I've been looking for this aha moment, and it came this morning, and I'm so excited because I just didn't oh. think it was going to come, so I was really excited about it. But, um, Let's do it. I'm, yeah, I went, I went on a trip out to Kansas to see my best friend, and um, and she turned out to be I don't I don't even know how to interpret her actions other than I've just got to peacefully let her go and and so I drove 25 hours out to Kansas only to turn right around and drive right back to California Uh-oh. and um in the meantime uh, like I have my puppy with me and my puppy doesn't like traveling during the day it's too hot we've been spending a lot more time on the road than I thought it's taken us like 3 weeks in travel which it's been three weeks alone, which is really necessary sometimes. And um, <laughs> and just yeah, yeah, that's, you don't take that much time alone ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's beautiful because you know you stop asking yourself questions, and and this morning I finally, you know, I, I just it led me to a, a some understanding of like why I've attracted so many strange things in my life. And I feel like for the first time, I'm like a piece of myself has come back into me that I've been missing. I thought I had like a curse or like a um, something on top of me. Like that was just like laying on me and keeping me down. But I realized it's just a simple like thing. And, and, and it's so weird how small shifts can change your entire perspective, you know? Okay. And so, yeah, yeah my small shifts came came with my mother, of course, because it always comes from your root somewhere, you know. But I, I have questions for you, though, like uh, about something else, though, completely different. I have okay, a past life that has has, has no, been no. huge in my life. And yeah. I, I want to know if you know anything about how that past life comes into this life. Mm-hmm. So, Katie, tell us your aha. I know it's a bit personal, oh my. but your aha uh, yeah, well, the, tell us, tell the, us aha, aha. the aha moment. It was the shift between realizing that, like, my entire life I felt like, you know, I was a bad person for some reason. I do all these great things. I try to be, like, as wonderful of a friend and person as I can, like, do extra, extra, extra all the time. And I'm always doing extra. And I end up with bad relationships and bad friendships and bad everything. And I just, like... I felt completely crushed when my best friend, like, literally she hid in a closet when I got there. She asked me to come out. Like, I, I mean, she was all excited about me coming out. She hid in a closet when I got there. And I am so confused over what happened. But, like, in all that, it made me feel, like, completely alone in the world. And I kept thinking, why am I attracting these relationships? And how come, I mean, it's got to be me because I've got the man relationships. And now even my female, like, my friend relationships. And then I watched um, a YouTube video. This guy was speaking about narcissism and this and that. And (laughs) I tried to stay away from most of that kind of talk. But, like, he brought up the other side of it, which is the other person. And and he talks about emotionally unavailable parents and the effect of being emotionally unavailable. And all of a sudden, it, it, like, it cleared up for me. It's not that I'm a bad kid or I was a bad person. It's my mom just was not able to provide certain things. And that's not, like, my fault. And just taking that blame off myself is, like, whoosh. I feel, like, just, like, light and fluffy. I really do. 
I feel totally <laughs> lame and fluffy. I feel like I can, like, because it really lowers your self-worth when, when your parents don't even recognize you. Like, they kind of, like, they're never happy to see you. They seem like they're, like, you know, like, it, it's a very strange mechanical kind of, you know, she said I love you, and I know that she meant it, you know, and she worked her butt off. She's a really, really hardworking woman. I, I appreciate and love her very much, you know, and I just never understood, like, why I have such low self-esteem and such low self-worth. And now I realize it's just like you need that, like, bond with your parents to, like, mm. you know, just give you justification in the world when you're a kid because if you don't have that, you just, like, kind of, I don't know, you don't think, like, you're worthy of anything if, you don't, if you're not worthy of your parents, like, attention, you know? So, like, I've always thought, like, I've always had these relationships with these guys that do the same thing. And it, like, mirrored my family relationship so much, but I couldn't see how much until this morning. It just, like, was like, whoa. And the shift from me being responsible for all of that and me being, like, this bad kid that didn't deserve, like, all that care and, like, attention, affection and, you know, connection to being not my mom's fault, but not being anybody's real fault. You know, it's just who she is. I can accept that. I can accept who somebody is, is who they are. And like, they've learned from other people who learned from other people. And that's acceptable. But learning that, like feeling that weight, like you're to blame for something is so weird. I just couldn't figure out like past life karma. Where was it coming from? Like, do I have a curse on me? And I always felt responsible, you know, it, right. it feels good. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good for you. Good. So, yeah. so yeah. let me, let me, yeah. let me interact with that little piece of the dialogue, and thanks for sharing um, kind, of a deep, kind of a deeper story there. So yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people have written and talked about what it means for a child to feel blessed by parental love. So to be mm-hmm. wanted, needed, planned, accepted, and placed within your family um, mm-hmm. gives an individual an enormous amount of spiritual strength. So, and good for you for seeing your mother, for being a hard worker, but basically she was just emotionally unavailable, unprepared, and unaware, unconscious of what it meant to honor a child. And a lot of people have these opinions that, you know, it's it's about... It's, you know, it's about a flaw in our system and it's about poverty. But I've seen families that didn't have material wealth that had spiritual wealth and they treat the child with respect, understanding, um, and they give placement for the child within the family and they're focused on what the child needs in order to, you know, emerge. And so mm-hmm. it's not about money. We, we as Americans place a great deal of emphasis on that, and I honestly and truly don't, I don't feel as if money is the very first thing that a child needs. I think being wanted, no. loved, and being spiritually welcomed is the first mm-hmm. piece. And then, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the other part of your story that is really, really interesting is because you didn't feel blessed by your parental love and you didn't feel as if you, um, you know, were brought into a family and welcomed, that 
you attract these people that treat you badly, which is really just a reflection of how you felt your family treated you. You felt yeah, that totally. your family treated you badly. And so it's kind of an interesting, as much time as I've spent working with people on this issue, I think that uh, there's therapists and stuff that call it parental business or family of origins work. But basically what it comes down to is is that when you don't love and care for your child in a way that makes them feel loved and understood and welcomed, then you create this dynamic where the child seeks out relationships where they're not welcomed, they're not loved, they're not respected, and they're not understood. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think the most ideal situation, there's still going to be part of a child that is not really going to be completely fulfilled. I think there's always that that problem. And I think part of that is self-growth, maturity, you know, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's many things. Mm-hmm. But your story specifically says the following. Your story says that um, your mother did not bless you with her love and you basically ended up feeling like a rejected person. She, she did with love. It was with light that she didn't bless me with. She would even say to me, I love you. And that love felt obligational, but she didn't, but she would say sometimes, you know, I love you all the time. Sometimes I don't like you. And I got the feeling like that was more true, you know, no, than anything just, else. No, that is just a form of abuse. That is just the yeah. wrong, horrible thing to say to a child. Yeah. It's a reflection of a woman who is not getting the sort of care, Hello? love, and nurturing Hi. in her own life. Oh, Sorry, sorry. I'm in a hotel room, and I think that housekeeping is trying to um, come in and <laughs> housekeep. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so the the story is on that is is that no, that's just not right. We don't, you know, every mother in her life has a bad day with the children, but she never. Yeah. You're not you're not supposed to tell your children you don't like them. You tell them I don't like how you're behaving. I don't like how you treat right. my neighbor. But you right, don't right. personalize it to them, so that yeah. that made you feel unlikable. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I've always tried to like get like I've had these relationships that so are the same thing. Like these people in my life that are that don't know me. They never get to know me. They just tell me awful things about myself. And my mom kind of, I think she was picking up on her own traits, like that she saw in me, and she would just like she. The stories she told about me growing up, they were always, like, these bad stories, too. Like, and I wasn't a bad kid. Even my sister said she was just an asshole to you. I don't know why. I, I know why. I get why now. But, like, and I, for, I forgive all that. That's not, like, even important. Okay, so you know? let, me take you, let me take you through a little process, okay? I'm gonna, mm-hmm. We're going to move okay. quickly here in this conversation. So mm-hmm. um, when a parent has the responsibility of children without any mm-hmm. sort of a support system, the mm-hmm. problem is is that one of the children is going to be like the person that she had the child with, and the other child is going to be like themselves. So the mm-hmm. mother who unconsciously, psychologically, emotionally, and many, many ways is abusive mm-hmm. to the child that's yeah. like them is basically acting out on the child their own hatred of themselves. I know. That's so sad, so, too. Well, oh. I mean, I mean, 
let's not let's not put any terms on it, but let's take a look mm-hmm. at that and see what that told you about your value. And what it told mm-hmm. you about your value was is that you as a person were not valuable. But once you under, once you break the mythology and you break mm-hmm. the um the lie and that is mm-hmm. that she was not punishing you. She was punishing right. the part she was punishing the part of you that was like her. Right, and, right. And then yeah. and then it becomes a very deep, 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 deep issue. So Yeah, then it's um, not, yeah, it's totally different. Totally. Yeah. It's not about It's you. a world of different. It really is. Yeah. Taking that personal personal off of it is like so big. It really is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and and I mean it doesn't mean it doesn't mean your mother's a bad person. It simply means right, right. an unconscious human being. But right. the problem is this. The problem is is that you're never going to get her to be honest with you, self revealing and take responsibility. No matter how you No, talk. no, I don't even expect it, yeah. I don't even expect mm-hmm. it, yeah. It's so, so weird. Having a friend who hid in the closet when I got there made me just accept people all of a sudden for what they are. They are what they are, and that's just what they are. I can't take that personal. I can't. Like, that's not me. <laughs> well, that's not. it's a really difficult experience, and it's been a really time-consuming experience, but I have to say that if it brought you to the place of understanding that it didn't have anything I'm to do so with happy. you, it had to do right. with them. And that right. basically the reason you attract these sort of people is because your mother didn't love and accept herself. And right. Yeah. You, then it gives you a different perspective. It's, there's still a lot of pain in there, but at least there's yeah, something I, to work with. I had the pain before. I understood all the, like, steps of it. I just It was where the the personal part of it, me taking it personal my whole life. And when, when it wasn't me, it's not even her. It's like what she was taught. And like, so I can, I've forgiven her a long time ago for the way that she, she acted. I just didn't understand that it wasn't personal before, you know, and that, that made all the difference. Yeah. That's my aha. It's so light. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 41. Yeah. Bad news here. Really bad news here. You've gotten the okay. great aha. You've gotten the great aha. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and so now, and now it unfolds, and then mm-hmm. there's a new level of awareness. So some yeah. of the things that we experience, we don't, we don't have like the maturity to really put it into perspective. Okay. Mhm. That's life. So yeah. now you have now you have the awareness, and now you have the shift, and now you have the information. But the shift, yeah, I like that word. Yeah, the shift. You have the shift. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's, let's 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 wrap. Let me wrap this up because I'm going to go on to your next question. Okay. Mm-hmm. The work, the real work, really begins now. The, the I, I feel work. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I've got it on a piece of paper and a graph. I'm ready to go on it now. Now I know where to begin at least, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Where do so, I begin though? Is the question. If I, if, I, if, I, if I remember right, you and I had a conversation and I said that your mother had a relationship with somebody who was a narcissist. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you ask her for this information, she's not going to ever give you any real information because she's too 
inside of herself she knows she did the wrong thing by you, so she's never going to give you any information where she... Oh, I don't think she know, did the wrong... Th- she doesn't think she did the wrong thing by me. She no, thinks no, no. that she did... Let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. She okay? has to. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. When... When you go back to a parent and you say, look, did you have a relationship like this? The ego mm-hmm. inside of the parent wants to look good, so mm-hmm. they don't ever give you any more information where in some way they would mm-hmm. look bad. They want to look mm-hmm. good. So yeah. you you tried to hash this problem out with your mother and try and figure it out, but she's that's one of the great problems that people face is, is that inside mm-hmm. of themselves they know the answer, but mm-hmm. when they go to the individual as an adult and ask them for the information, the person denies the information. And to me, to me as a person, that is the greatest indication that they know they're wrong because mm-hmm. given the opportunity to tell the truth and, and to talk about what happened, maybe in a way that they don't look good, but at least they're honest about it, that to me indicates exactly the fact that they know exactly how wrong it is. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why not just do it? So mm. that, become, that becomes a problem all of its own. <clears throat> and once, you realize, once mm-hmm. you realize that they're never going to be honest, they're never going to tell the truth, and they're never going to mm-hmm. reveal anything that would assist you to creating clarity, then you mm-hmm. sort of drop it. You just sort of drop mm-hmm. it with them. But you mm-hmm. don't go about fixing the relationship with them. You just don't. Mm-hmm. So this journey, this part of your journey now, is mm-hmm. really trusting your own instincts and intuition. And I always yeah. say, and I yeah. love relationships. I've got to tell you, I've been talking mm-hmm. to people about their relationships, you know, children, husband, wife, mother, daughter, grandmother, great-granddaughter, mm-hmm. I mean, all the dynamics, cousins, everything, since 1982. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I have a lot of energy for relationship. But I think that the evidence that we have that our parents had relationships and lived a certain way shows up in the people that we attract, and it shows mm-hmm. up in the way our own life unfolds. Mm-hmm. So our, your story, your mm-hmm. story is your mother's story that she mm-hmm. never resolved. Mhm. Mhm. And so, so, okay. So, I'm really happy for you. But yeah, and I'm really glad you have a sibling that has the perspective mm-hmm. of telling you that your your mother is just never really going to be kind to you. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, she's just not able to. Yeah, well, that's okay no. though. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's not okay. It is not okay. The thing that's okay it's, is that you have a sibling that's honest with you and tells you, <laughs> I don't know why, but that's... And so I told you that... That helps a lot, too. And all the intuition helped, too. Knowing, yeah. like, some things that that weren't told to me were was really important, like all this weird womb stuff. Like, I knew a lot of things about womb time that, like, shouldn't, like, you should just shouldn't know, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't remember that, you know. But like, I I just knew there were certain feelings that were resonating, you know, and that was hard, you know. People people do have full memory of what happened to them from the they, the moment they choose to be um, in in the process of conception. Mm-hmm. There's a spiritual. Gosh, I can't remember my first twenty five years, but I remember the the womb time. Isn't that funny? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's great. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. But everybody yeah, everybody yeah. Re- remembers it. So, <clears throat> so I have a different theory on past lives and that and that mm-hmm. I don't interpret them for people. I ask them to do a regression where I take them through the memory and get them mm-hmm. all of their information. They get their date, their time, their place, their name. Mm-hmm. And then with the people that I've done it with, you know, people have been able to, you know, do research, mm-hmm. read about it, and look it up, and then sort of um, validate the process in their own terms. That's so funny that you say that because I've been looking for that, that valid, because I've gotten all the names, and, like I got all that stuff, but I can't find the the real the real data behind it, you know, because it's very specific. And, like, I remember, like, very specific things, and, like, I can't find that data, but all I can think is that maybe that's not able to be found because things were done differently back then, and so the the written data on it might not be exact. So, Katie, one of the most important things I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. if you don't remember anything else from this reading that I'm doing with you, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll remember this one thing. That's mm-hmm. not true. That It does exist. You just simply need somebody to guide you through the process. And mm-hmm. your biggest thing is is that you actually doubt the validity of your own experience. You don't... Oh, no. I, I know what happened. Half right, it right, happened. Right. But but yeah. you say maybe there's no verification because it was done differently. No, once you get once you get the date and the time, and you figure out how to research it, you'll find those pieces. Mm-hmm. That's the part where you yeah. stop doubting and you start trusting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's there's some I I I don't I don't do hypnosis. I do a guided. Mm-hmm regression, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a method that I believe in because I think you should get your own information. That's just, a, mm-hmm. you know, so I've, I've been taught how to do past life regressions from a lot of, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm going to yeah. tell you, there's a lot of different ways. So, um, but you and I can have a conversation about that, and I can talk to you about how to get yourself started. My favorite mm-hmm. thing to tell people to do to access a past life memory and I did this, and it really takes true strength of character to do this, but I mm-hmm. think that you're ready. And I asked um, that in my dream state that it be revealed mm. to me um, ah, a past okay. life memory that was currently impacting my life. Mm-hmm. And then in the dream state, it's revealed to you, and it's amazing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. That's the universe. So, okay. So the part that you don't want to know or you don't want to remember or you can't cope with today, you'll forget. Mm -hmm. And the part that Mm -hmm. is valid and that you're willing to work Mm -hmm. with will be remembered. Mm -hmm. So, um, but Katie, talk to me for a second. Just, uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to wrap up. We've got a couple minutes here. Talk to me for a second. You know, what's funny about that past life is that um, I had a specific uh, elixir of emotions that I felt in this life about 15 years ago, and it was such a very, very strong emotion, and it was, um, it was, it was very strong, and I didn't know where this feeling came from, and then when I was regressed, I had, I had the same exact, I mean, I saw where it came from, and it was like such a world of like eye-opening, I mean, it, it opened my eyes to like so many different things and made sense of so many things in this life. Um, so I think a lot of times, like, our past lives hold 
hope just like a lot of our current, um, like, you know, the whole Akashic record just holding on and, and to let it go kind of means digging in every now and then, you know, finding right. out more. You right. Know. Right. That's, We're just, that's, we take way too much responsibility for our weirdnesses and our, our, our problems, you know, when maybe it's just how it is, you know. So here's one of the benefits why we encourage people in the concept of metaphysical and spiritual development to take responsibility is because responsibility creates power and power creates yeah. a sense of empowerment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people that kind of get off. Um, that's sort of a, you know, boy, that's an antiquated term. They kind of get off on being able to, you know, say, oh, that was my responsibility. And they, mm-hmm. they're, they're very super responsible. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you experienced it in your reality, you played a part in it. Now, what mm-hmm. part you played in it, you know, varies just a bit. Mm-hmm. What I notice when I talk with you, Katie, is that I mm-hmm. feel like I'm having trouble getting you to focus on my conversation. I mean, I know you're mm-hmm. focused. I know you're hearing mm-hmm. me, and I know you're present. But that's the feeling I get. I'm like, what is she paying attention to? So, because I'm hmm. tuning into your energy, and I'm trying to figure out what are you paying attention to. So that's my question to you: Are you paying attention to what's going on in your inner dialogue, and you can't actually be present, or well, maybe maybe this morning was just so different for me. I feel like <laughs> my um cells my cells are realigning to like make a different person, and I'm just not uh, maybe focusing anywhere. You know, I don't know. I've been waiting for change to happen. For so long. I'm waiting for a change. I, I I'm waiting for something to catalyze a change, and I'll no. gladly take part if I if I knew how to drop off the old me and and figure out how to become the new person. But like, I feel like it's finally begun, and maybe it's it's definitely taking some. You know, you caught me at a very rare moment, <laughs> a very weird moment. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's not. It's not going to be. It's it's more subtle. It's funny, I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody who had had a spiritual awakening, and what has happened mm-hmm. is is that part... Okay, so that's, that's, that's my question to you, Katie, when you, I'm, I'm talking and you're, you're, you're answering. And so person, I talked to a person yesterday, she had a spiritual awakening, and she kept mm-hmm. thinking that she needed to remain in this spiritual awakening. And so mm-hmm. you had an aha moment. You don't need any further explanation. Go back to what you're doing and now you have this new piece of self-awareness. The story will explain itself. So here's the, here's the reason we know that you had a valid experience and why the mm-hmm. universe has answered your question. It's because you have that mm-hmm. experience and then I call you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't need any more validation than that. And each piece that you mm-hmm. need will now be brought to you. You don't. It's not a questioning kind of process. Now this is an action part within you. Hmm. Okay. Trust the is journey. That... Trust the process. Or trust the process. So, yeah, that's is the that... same. It's, it's the same question I have to you again. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm talking to you, what's going on inside of yourself while we have this conversation? Because... When I talk to you, I never get the feeling that that I'm connecting to you. Hmm. I don't know. That could be part of my old self. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Okay. So when I talk to you, what happens inside of yourself? What happens? 
Are you questioning yourself? Listening. Are you trying to make sense of I'm it? Just, I'm just listening. Yeah, I'm listening. I try to absorb huh. as much information as I can from people who know different things. You know, learn. Learning is good. I know yeah. I put you on the spot there. Is there any element mm-hmm. of doubt that enters into the conversation? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I feel more certain now than I ever have. I feel different than I ever have. I feel definitely like a different person. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to wrap up the show. You're welcome to call mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. um, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. The deep reading connecting you to your soul. It is... Yeah, yeah. Um, 12 noon Pacific time on Thursdays, Goldilocks Productions. This is Suzanne Wyman, 714-400-7384. And you're always welcome to contact me, the deep psychic reading at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Many blessings. Enjoy. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventure should be fun. Adventure should be rugged. Adventure should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.